Jesus for giving me this opportunity. And there's something Pastor Rasan said last week, and, and but it, it was God speaking through him because it, it really settled on me. Regardless of what we're going through, we must love, we must remain faithful. We must remain faithful to the cause of the gospel. But we must love. And that's what God put on my heart to share with y'all this evening. is love, love, love. And I wore a camouflage shirt tonight, so hopefully I'll be less noticeable y'all see Jesus, and y'all see the love of God, because it needs to be less of me and more of Him, and I hope y'all love God's Word, because He's going to do most of the speaking, and um, I'm going to start out at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, but in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, says there's a time and a season for everything. And then in verse 8 it says there's a time for love and a time for hate. But I'm telling you, it's time for love. It's time for love. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says, I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love. I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I deliver my body to be burned but do not have love, it, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. And it's not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know fully just as I also have been fully known. But now, abide faith, hope, love, these three, 
but the greatest of these is love. But the greatest of these is love. In, in verse 5, it says, Love does not seek its own. Selfless. Not selfish, selfless. We have to be selfless. In verse 6, it says, But rejoices with the truth. And in John chapter 18, Verse 37 in verse 38, the Bible says, Pilate therefore said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And then Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when we rejoice with the truth, we rejoice with Jesus. We have to rejoice with Jesus. And then in verse 8, it says, Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. Now let's turn to 1 John chapter 4. This is what God says. Verse 16 through 21. And we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. Hmm. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Praise God. Let's turn to um, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. This is because everything here is temporary if we don't have love. Everything's temporary. In, in John, chapter 15, verse 1 through 6, the Bible says, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. 
is the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. But back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, in verse 8, it says, Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. Everything is temporary, but love lasts. Because God, as, as John tells us in 1 John Verse 16, God is love. So we have to abide in God's love. We have to abide in God, who is love. Or we'd be done away with. If we're not walking with Him, we're not walking in Him, we're not living for His good pleasure. If we're walking with one foot in the, in, in the world and one foot in Christ... Is that abiding in his love? This is something I had to ask myself over this past week that God really put on my heart. And am I living for me or am I living for God? Am I living for the pleasures of this world or am I living to please God? You know, and, and we can look at this world and, and a lot of people have love confused with lust. Because they don't know God. They don't live for God. They might speak it with their mouth. The devil knows who God is, but he doesn't love God. He's the father of lies. He'll deceive people subtly, telling them that everything's going to be all right. Just, God will forgive you. Go ahead. Walk this way. Just turn back. Walk this way, turn back. But what if you're walking this way and Jesus comes back? Are you in his love? Are you prepared? Or are we prepared? Am I prepared? This is what God was putting on my heart this week. That we have to abide in his love. And God is love. And I've heard pastors preach it before and speak it before in other people. That love is an action word. In, in, in the dictionary, love is an action word, but love is an action. God is moving. God is a consuming fire. God is that river of life. The Bible says, Jesus tells us in the Bible that I and the Father are one. Whether you believe he's the Son of God, whether you believe he's a prophet, a lot of people believe he's a prophet, and a prophet cannot lie because he speaks for God and speaks to God if he's a true prophet. A lot of people said he was, the Bible calls him the prophet. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if we're rejoicing in that truth, we're going to know the way and we're going to know that life. And that's going to, to be, we've got to, 
you've got to trust him that his word's true. And when he tells us the two big commandments, the two commandments you can hang all the laws and the prophets, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If we trust him, we need to love him the way he loves us. He gave us everything when he sent Jesus down here. When John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise God. He loved us that much. And then Jesus loved us so much because Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are one God. Three different persons, one God. And he, Jesus, came down in the flesh, was born of the Virgin Mary, and walked sinless to the cross, sinless to Calvary's hill. Based all these people, he's coming into Jerusalem after he cried over Jerusalem because he loved them. Because he loved us, and, and, it, and each one of us individually had been the only person on the planet, he still would have came and laid his life down for us because of his love. And that love was moving. He was moving. He didn't sit still. He moved. And when he wasn't in the public eye, he was praying off by itself. He would, he would go just a little bit further. And we need to dedicate ourselves to go just a little bit further because he, he went a little bit further and he did so much that the books of this Bible cannot contain what he did in his ministry while he was in the flesh. We had the same Holy Spirit living in us that Jesus Christ had and that excites me that if we commit and surrender which is part of the definition that I love the most of the word believe commit and surrender we commit and surrender to Jesus Christ we can walk in the power of that love because we have that God that spirit of God living in us that can carry us if we're living pleasing to the Lord if we're living pleasing to God what did Jesus come doing we're supposed to be followers of Christ what did Jesus do he walked preaching repentance the kingdom of God is at hand Repentance, change your way, stop trusting yourself and turn back to God the way it was meant to be. That's why he came to lay his life down, open himself up, open the eyes of our heart, Lord. Jesus opened his heart up on that cross so we could come through him back into that right relationship with God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we could become one with him. He's, he always refers to us as the bride and him the bridegroom and that love that perfect union we become one and in 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 whereas in verse 12 and it says for we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now i know in part but then shall i know but then shall i know fully just as i also have been known and that in that's when that perfect comes. I think it's looking back up, verse 9 and 10 says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. 
But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. So when that perfect comes, when Jesus comes and brings us home and we're perfected and complete in Him, 100%, when we're at home in heaven, we're going to understand things. We're going to see things through God's perspective, just like the song, Open the Eyes of My Heart. I want to see you. I want to see through your eyes, God. We're going to see through God's eyes, and we're going to understand a lot of things that we go through. We're going to understand a lot of things that happen in our lives and in friends' lives and people we know all over, you know, from our childhood up. We're going to understand these things because everything that we go through shapes us. And, and, every, and, and the way we react to it shapes us. And, and who we trust shapes us. If we're trusting a man or a woman speaking in our ears, we can be on shaky ground. Mm -hmm. But if we're trusting God Almighty, trusting His Word, digging into His Word, we're communicating with Him, we're working on that relationship, that love, that love line, which is the Holy Spirit that unfolds His Word so we can understand a little bit more while we're here. We, we, we can continue to grow in Him and grow in His love and He'll unfold, the Holy Spirit will unfold the Word because the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, will lead you into all truth. Who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. We've already established that. And who is Jesus? Jesus said, I and the Father are one. So therefore, He's going to reveal Himself when we seek Him, when we and He will open the eyes of our heart if we keep praying and asking Him little by little. He's going to show us things and give us understanding. And, but the one thing that we need to understand is to trust Him and not ourselves. Mm -hmm. Trust Him and not this world. Because the devil will be subtle. The devil tells you, oh, Susie Q or whoever is such a sweet, sweet, good person. I had somebody tell me the other day I was sharing God's love with them because they, they initiated the conversation and we're having this conversation. I've known this young man for years and, and we're having this conversation and he got to talk about the Mormons and, and he was saying that this guy was one of his favorite people, you know, he was like right here with his dad or something and I'm like going some good people. I know some Mormons, I know some Jehovah's Witnesses that are beautiful people, but they're lost. But they're lost. They don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible. They do not believe the Jesus of the Bible. And there's going to be a lot of good people in the minds of humans that are going to end up in hell because they're not receiving the truth they're not living the truth, and they're not walking in the truth, which is that God is love, and God did love us so much that He commended His love towards us while we were still sinners. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us so that we could come back to Him. And, and you know, this is one thing that always gets me. It's John chapter 21. I just finished the Gospel of John yesterday morning. And, and I just love this. But in John chapter 21, verse 15, 16, and 17. 
So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, this is after they had been fishing all night because they hadn't seen Jesus since the day of the resurrection. Jesus came into the room and breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit, as my Father has sent me, so I send you. Three days go by, or a few days go by, they hadn't seen Jesus. Peter goes fishing, says, and takes like six other disciples with him. And they fished all night, didn't catch a thing. And then Jesus tells them, he asked them, what'd you catch? And they told him, didn't catch anything. But in, in chapter 15, he tells them, I am the vine, and outside of me you can do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. So they caught nothing. He tells them to cast their net over the right side of the boat. They bring, bring in so many fish, they can't put them on the boat. They have another boat come and they haul the fish in. And this is where we pick up. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, because he had made them breakfast while they were waiting, while they were coming to shore, he made breakfast for them. And when they finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third, the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? <clears throat> Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. The first two times Jesus comes to is speaking to Peter, he's speaking with that agape love, that unconditional, godly, that divine love. Peter, do you love me? And Peter shrinks back and responds in a brotherly love, the phileo brotherly love. You know I love you, Lord. That agape love, Jesus comes back. Do you love me? Peter still in that brotherly love. Yes, you know I love you, Lord. The third time, Jesus comes down to his level, just like he comes down to all of our level, regardless of where we are in our walk, whether we believe or whether we don't believe. Jesus comes down on his level in that brotherly love and says, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, you know that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. So it's about that love, and, 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 and he will meet everybody right where they're at. But the one thing that we have to remember is that what the pastor said last week, at all cost, at all cost, we have to love. We have to persevere through the trials and temptations like pastor was talking last week about Paul everything he went through. How many people today do you know that go through like that and keep telling people, hey, I'm not here to talk about me. I'm not here to talk about my infirmities. I'm here to tell you about Jesus Christ and what he did for you, how he loves you, how he can change you, how he can heal you, how he can lift you up. 
how he can give you, bring you salvation. We have to stay on that message. And, and it's a thing of love because the thing with, it's compassion. Is, 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 is when, we're, when we see someone else's condition, but we want to do something about it. That's love moving through us. That's, that, that's the love of God moving through us. When we see somebody's condition or their circumstance and we want to make a difference, we want to do something, we want to stop and touch them, whether it's praying for them or whether it's just buying them a sandwich if they need one or, or whatever it is. You know, We have to move when the Spirit moves us because the Spirit... Is, is the spirit of love. It's God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. And when we move with the spirit, we can do great things. Or not we, but God can use us to do great things in people's lives. And I want to turn to Romans chapter 8. And this is, this is where I'm going to leave it. This is... Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 39. When then shall we say to thee, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Jesus prays for us. He stands in the gap for us. That's, that's how much he loves us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Just as it is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from Him, but we can walk away if we fall out of love with Him. We've got to love Him every day. We should tell ourselves the gospel every day, just what he did for us. He, he, he doesn't wipe out our memory when we get saved. He wants us to remember what he's delivered us from. He wants us to remember what he's brought us through because he wants us to be able to share with somebody going through the same thing, how he'll get them through. And that's that love, that's that living water, that river of living water that He is. It's His love flowing through us. If we allow it, if we open the eyes of our heart, we'll see people who need to hear of His love. We can we can tell. We can. He'll, he bumps us into people who've been through the same things we've been through. If we open our eyes, He'll do it more and more often. If we ask Him, Lord, open my eyes. 
to who needs your love today. Open your eyes. Use me today, Father. Just use me. Let your love flow through me because when his love flows through us, he blesses us with his peace and with his joy. Not the happiness of this world, not the peace of this world. Like Jesus said, peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. My peace I give to you. And, 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 and if we're not walking with him and not walking for him, we're not going to experience his peace. Because the peace in this world is not peace at all. There's only peace in Jesus. And the thing that I got when I was going through this is, you know, the love that we've received, that we have to give it freely. We have to give that love freely. We received it freely. We have to give His love freely. The love that we have relies on an exchange. God exchanged His love for us to bring us back home so we could love Him. To open the door for us to love Him. So it relies on an exchange and we have to share that love. And that's what I got. I'm going to turn it back over to the pastor. Testament preaches itself, right? Yes, love. Yes, <laughs> you know, we got to love others, and uh, it's important for us to love those who are like us, love our family members. You know, a lot of times we don't have issues with that. Maybe some family members may have issues with it. But, you know, for the most part, we do love our family members. We, we do love our brothers and sisters in Christ who agree with us, you know, theologically. Right? But we have to love those that may not agree with us theologically, right? Doesn't make them unsaved, right? Because we, we, we all may not agree with everything in the Bible, right? They're not, there's some things that are black and white, right? But, you know, there, there's some things that we may not agree with doctrine. But at least we got to love our enemies, right? Yeah. And sometimes that can be hard for us to do, right? But you think about it, that's what Jesus did, right? Because we were all enemies to Christ. Amen. Right? We're all enemies to Christ. Not only were we enemies to Christ, but think about this. Jesus died for those that rejected him. Right? They loved the woman. And he says in he says in John chapter 2 that um what he say? He says, paraphrasing, he said he didn't put his trust in man. Why? Because he knew man's heart. Amen. Right? And sometimes, often, actually, all of us we do, we put our trust in man. And, it, and that's when we get hurt. And then when they hurt us, now we want to push them away. We either want to push them away or we want to run. Right? But we can't do that because man is man. You know, every one of us as human beings in this world are capable of hurting somebody else. And, and that's what we have to remember. Right? So regardless of how people treat it, and, and it is hard on our flesh to do it. It, it is hard. I think I told the story a while back. I don't know if it was here in the house that, you know, the church where I got saved at, there was a brother in the Lord that was treating me hard, rude, um, just nasty to me and Marshall both. But mostly to me because we were both in the Navy together. And then, uh, you know, pastor had called up for prayer, and then he, he called those up who needed prayer. So he went up with a whole group of other people, and guess what? He asked for people to come and pray. Nobody went to him. <laughs> and I'm like standing there, I'm like, uh, and the Lord wanted me to go to him. Mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest, I said, no, I'm not going, right? 
I said, the way he treated me, I'm not, I'm not going. Right? But I yielded. I submitted and I went. And guess what he began to do? Just to cry. He just began to cry. And then guess what I did? I began to cry. Right? Because he was probably hurting. Right? There was something that hurt. So sometimes hurting people, not sometimes, often, hurt people hurt others. So they may be hurting us, but it may not be targeted at us. It's just something that they experienced, something that they've gone through. And the key to that is Jesus. Right? That's why we gotta love them through that. So regardless of how people treat us, right? Yes, it hurts. Our pride can get in the way when somebody responds, especially publicly. You know, there's times I'm like, oh. And there's times I have responded. And then I go away. Oh, I say, you know you shouldn't have done that. That's when the cutting starts. <sighs> I gotta go on back. And I gotta apologize. You know, and even though in my head, I was like, you know, they did this, they did that. He's not trying to hear that, right? He's not trying to hear that. As much as we're trying to feed into He's not trying to hear that, but ultimately, we, we have to love. We do have to love. Amen. Amen. So thank you for that word, Phil. Uh, you know, I'm sure Phil's been called a lot of things in life, <laughs> positive things. <right? laughs> one, one thing he is is, is, is is faithful. You know, that, that that's one thing Phil has been. He's been faithful, you know, since we started the ministry. You know, he invited himself. <laughs> Sick, how are you coming in? <laughs> 